0: Everybody, and welcome to episode four of uh, Rug Radio's NFTs Beyond the Floor with me, Ben, your host. And this time I promise not to almost rug the space by running out of phone battery in the middle of uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, That was a little bit sketchy on Thursday afternoon, I must admit. So, uh, yes, fourth episode already. Um, I hope you've been enjoying the insight we've been picking up from our guests. I thought the chaps from Possessed were wonderfully honest, Um, really, really good guys, actually. And if you haven't been able to hear that episode from last Thursday yet, it is recorded and I have it in my Twitter bio link tree. So please head over there. Um, I would be very grateful if you could all take a moment now just to uh, share the space link uh, in your Twitter. Let everybody know you are here um if you haven't already um and we can take a couple more minutes before we really get into everything that we're going to be doing today and covering today um we are rocking some exceptional guests in the coming weeks also we've got uh i can give some some cool ones away we've got 1989 sisters joining us this next thursday We've got Dawadar Cells coming on, Uh, CryptoBats team are joining us um, alongside some others. So, yeah, we've got a lot of very uh, cool projects coming up. As always, I'll be opening the series on Mondays and Thursdays each week at the same time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 midday Eastern and 5 p.m. in the U.K., Um, Myself and my wonderful panel of friends from the space will be here continuing to bring you a show that moves the chat away from, you know, that same review of the markets and the NFT gossip. gossip. And, and what we're really trying to focus on here is what like the founders, artists, builders in the space are doing to develop the technology. And we're trying to focus these sessions on the importance of storytelling in the Web3 space and The power of narrative to make projects unmissable. So, um, hello again to my fantastic panel of Web3 enthusiasts, which is a little bit uh, smaller today. So, we've got Tom Youngs co hosting. Hey, Tom, how are you?
1: Good day, team. I'm good. Good, Thanks, mate. Uh, Glad to have you back. (laughs) Yes,
0: I made it back alive. Arctic monkeys were very good fun. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Thanks for asking.
2: (laughs) I'm seeing them on the weekend. Oh, wow, ben. Man. I can tell you Festival something. With, uh... They
0: were absolutely sensational. Like the whole yeah. set was all killer, no filler, and uh, you'll have a great time, like I did. Real, really good. Nice, nice. Um, nice. We've got NFT Zerk. Yep. Hey, how you doing, buddy?
3: Hello. Good. Hiya. Good. Um,
0: Mr. Yellow. Hello, Mr. Yellow.
3: Hello, GM,
0: GM, and we're waiting on Bobby, who is running a little behind today. Uh, NFT Spaceman is still in cause uh, in stunning himself, the lucky so and so. And Bex, our uh, our excellent um, uh, panel member, is uh, only available to us on Thursdays at the moment. So I am looking for another Monday co-host if there are any among you that would like to come on and join us um so yeah just uh please drop me a dm and let me know um so that is you lot um and uh yeah so this next episode um we like to focus on you know the founders and the builders as i as i said to you and um you know i think this week i probably need to start with A disclaimer, which I did mention at the end of the last session, I'm actually the community uh, manager for the project that we're focusing on today. So as a result of that, uh, I'm going to introduce now uh, to the team, but then I'm going to kind of hand over questioning to Tom Youngs, uh, my co-host up on stage at the moment. And then I'm actually going to join the founder of this amazing project. See, I'm biased and uh, and also the project lead Um, and I'm going to kind of join in from a more of a answering the questions point of view as opposed to asking them so I just wanted to make sure that we're really clear on that so everyone sees that we give the same treatment regardlessly Um, and so yeah today's guests come from an amazing NFT project which is called the Lobsters and it minted in April Um, And this is the first community art project brought to the world by, uh, you know, world-renowned contemporary British artist Philip Colbert. Um, And Philip is joined today also by Axel Sabag, who is the project lead. Um, And then, of course, me. So, Philip and Axel, welcome.
4: Great to be on the show, Ben. Thanks so much for having us. It's great to see you in your talk show um whoa, you're so good at it. I'm putting on my you, posh voice, Philip. You're great. Yeah. Yes, you um you could be doing um festival reviews as well, NFTs and
0: festivals. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um hello Axe, how you doing, buddy? Yeah.
5: Hello, hello, thank you for having yes. us. How are uh, I'm you? good,
0: man. I'm good. Um um yep. uh I'm very well, thank you. And uh and then I think probably the right thing to do now is to say, like Tom, over to you and I will be uh trying my hardest not to interrupt you um same same kind of quick admin that we do at the beginning of all of these show the format is pretty open uh panel of speakers guests we speak for you know roughly 45 minutes to an hour and then i we try to invite people up from the audience to give their view or ask a question so uh without further ado mr youngs take the floor buddy and i will do my best
1: not to interrupt too much I, I can't believe you're, I don't think you're allowed to speak in this show, I think you should be, but we've got fantastic guests for yeah, a reason. Yeah, you try stopping me. Okay, yeah, well, I know, you need, you, we need to teach you. Anyway, well, okay. I'd I just like to say, it's been, a, it's been a few months now since I last had the pleasure of hearing Philip's um, amazing voice. I've forgotten how good of a voice and accent he has. It's actually, face. Uh, I've
4: got a face for radio that's um, that's (laughs) That's definitely not the the case
1: i think i think you've got a face for tv and a voice for radio i think you've got the whole package so it's amazing to have you again and um uh yeah get to catch up with you it was a few months ago when i covered covered you guys in a couple of videos and we had you on a spaces as well and got to got to dig into what the Lobstars was was planning to do and an amazing opportunity to kind of catch up and see what you guys have been up to and where things have progressed. The market is obviously in a very different space as to what it was before, but probably um, probably a good idea just to start really from kind of the beginning. I know your backstory; I kind of know ev- um, not everything about you, but I was very very excited about what the Lobstars uh, was as a proposition. But could you give us a little bit of a, a bit of an intro, Philip, for those that might not be familiar with the Lobstars? Who who sure. who, who, who the Lobstars is? Who you are? Um, and kind of a bit more about your your voyage in Web three.
4: Absolutely, um, Tom. Yeah, definitely. It's great, great to be on the show with you. And and, yeah, I'm really happy to be back on, on Twitter spaces. I'd been um, absent for a while, snowed under in, um, in realizing Web3 dreams. But um, basically, yeah, just a bit of background on me. I I was born in in Perth in Scotland. And yeah, grew up there. And then, um, yeah, and then I also read, studied philosophy. Um, So I didn't like go traditional arts, uh, art school, let's say. But from a young age, since I was a small kid, I was always obsessed with art, and and um, yeah. Long story short, it, it took me a while to let's say properly begin my artistic sort of career. But initially, I started a fashion label, and I'd started sort of that way. And and the more that went on, the more crazy the outfits became, and the more they became like wearable artworks. And then once I'd got to a position where I had the confidence and stuff, I I, I sort of. Launched my my say art career as it's evolved to today, the the birth of the lobster sort of has occurred over that period. As the more I was getting, uh, you know, making my creative language, the lobster sort of really started appearing as this symbol, this like s- surrealistic uh, reference that just kept appearing and appearing. And then I just sort of became morphed into the, the 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 sort of symbol of the lobster myself. And then then was born the idea of me as an artist being a lobster, and that's really the the evolution or the, the, the sort of signpost which has then taken me in and this um, on this journey which obviously now um, with an nft project called the lobstars which for me was like you know I've been very interested in digital art and I've been experimenting a lot in virtual reality and the and the metaverse and the lobstars really was like the opportunity to really take that idea of a 21st century art experience and community art to the next like level and try and you know open that door and since the mint it's just been you know a lot of building which we could tell you more about
1: sure I, I mean if we take it back a little bit to last year uh, give a bit more context because i think we've seen in the, at least in the nft world as we know it so far we've seen multiple different types of uh, folks come into the space you ha- you obviously as a as a Very acclaimed, internationally recognised contemporary artist. You, like you said, you've been playing in uh, kind of the metaverse and Web three for a while, right? So, was it last year? In it it was like in June where you had you dropped uh, Decentraland, Lobsteropolis, uh, quite uh, quite a fair bit before a lot of people were playing around with that.
4: Yeah, like I I was, I was really inspired by it. I, I mean, I guess because I'd been for the years running up to that, probably from like 2018, I'd been developing virtual reality lobster land experiences where i'd in museum shows and stuff i would have a virtual reality headset and people could experience the, the world of the lobster and walk around the, the town of the lobster and stuff and so i'd already like um had that idea of just you know that elasticity and of, of, of experience in art and i, I really like that idea you know i like the idea that in the past you know you presented an artistic vision of a painting but that it was very limited to a frame window or like within a frame and how with technology you can really it really broke the boundaries of that and it was like a form of i've mentioned this before but like a sort of contemporary cubism like you know a new way of experiencing you know artistic language and i guess i was quite inspired by that and i felt it was like essential to have a strong technological component to my work to, to help you know you know with again with this elasticity of just like trying to to reinvent a little bit the possibilities of the experience of of my art and i guess like when with the the lockdown and everything obviously the traditional notion of an exhibition was was completely called into question because no longer you couldn't really do a public exhibition because it was like sort of bad for you know bad for people to go to public spaces so it suddenly made the traditional gallery show redundant and at that point i guess you know, an art was very much more than ever becoming digital, and then obviously with the then the birth of, of um you know sort of uh, NFT movement and you know chained blockchain and everything that it suddenly it was just all these different elements aligning. So, and then the metaverse at that point became like such an obvious place to take my digital art experience because suddenly there was a platform which people could access globally into one space rather than just being in it putting a headset on you know you could do it from anywhere and so that i guess that these elements all just aligned and i think that's why i was so passionate to just really try and build the the most epic metaverse i could build and, and hence lobsteropolis and decentraland was was and it's something that even to this day, you know, we're constantly working on it. You know, it was obviously we dropped um, over four months ago, and we've definitely been like, even, you know, with the birth of the lobsters and everything, we've been just building, building, building on, um, you know, on, on decentral land, as well as on and, and with other, you know, future projects, which we can talk more about as well.
1: Sure. I'm, I'm going to ask one more question and then can we, we're going to open it up to the rest of the panel to kind of ask, ask their probing questions. But um i'm going to kind of start off we always talk about storytelling and that's one of the things that we try to on on the beyond the floor show really dig into and as an artist what what does what does storytelling mean to you and also how have you or have you enjoyed uh the opportunity to pull that kind of storytelling narrative into more of a community focused um entity like how how have you found that over the past few months
4: um great question tom I i think for me like storytelling is the essence of everything really i mean you know it's 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 a great um, point because everything is story. You know, art uh, specifically as well. Art is really revels in in the freedom of the storytelling because because art can can be basically art is effectively a story. It's like you know when when someone you know looks at a Fontana, let's say uh, an artist who was famous for slashing a canvas in the middle. You know, it's like it's it, it's a story and a narrative and an idea. That's attached to the physical material of just a slashed canvas, because obviously a slashed canvas is, is something that is effectively something you'd normally find in, a, in the dustbin of an art shop or something or a studio. It's like so the idea that it's elevated in value is very much the story attached to the to the physical object. So I think art, particularly, I guess I use that example, but just the fact that, that the value being very much in the story, like and and that is is really art, and and I think. You know, I am excited by this idea that as an artist, like it's it's also the, the the brilliant opportunity with it is just is telling stories. And I think, you know, the whole exciting thing for me also with 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 Web three and with um, the Lobster's project and with the Lobsteropolis and Decentraland Metaverse is just that opportunity to to create narrative and storytelling. In, in in one's art like going into a new dimension and exploring and, and hopefully putting a flag into no man's land creatively and creating a, a new way of seeing something and I think that's definitely something that fully inspires me as an artist like I think if, if I could say one ambition I have is and one hope I can achieve is just is is to constantly strive to to put my flag in no man's land and t- and make story, you know, make stories with what I'm doing and, and, and hopefully, um, you know, c- create just new, new avenues of doing things and new ways of experiencing art and a new phenomenon for art. So that's really what I guess inspires me. And I think the, the, um, the, the classical storytelling thing is, is something that I think is so important. Again, it's like, I think art should also take bold risks. And I think that's what's, amazing about art is again you can be bold and 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 take crazy risks because i think that's the essence of what makes good art if that makes sense and uh, also in terms of the community side of it i think um that you know that's also a remarkable thing of of the um of the space is is the fact that there's such community engagement and i think you know i think definitely with with Stars it's been mind-blowing just how you know and i'm always like so over you know um Let's say, um, I guess I, I, I'm hugely touched and also blown away by just the amazing people I, I, I've met in the real world and digitally. But and also recently, for example, I just had a show in Simple Devonson. A, a couple of the Lobsters community just turned up at the show. We'd, we'd sent the invite out, but I wasn't sure if anyone was going to be there. But amazingly, um, a few members turned up at the show, and it was just amazing this 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 interaction between the physical, the digital, and the real, and how uh, this um, it's quite magic sort of a crossover between the two worlds and i think it's something definitely that i'm really looking to build more on in in, in my work moving forward
1: i'm, uh, I'm gonna open this to the panel because i've got loads of other questions around around this but um i know like nft zerk mm-hmm. you, you kind of like built well you are building uh your own kind of like story products and with character you, i mean you must be looking at what philip's done is quite inspirational
2: yeah, man. I mean, I was just—I'm not actually a holder of the project, but uh, i have almost—I'm obviously very close to Tom, and he's uh, constantly banging on you about—banging on about you guys as soon as he's got a couple of pints in him. So I've heard your story a million times over uh, many beers. Um, so very, very impressed by what you guys are doing. Uh, I do have a question for you though. Like, going to the topic of story, how comes it's a lobster? Just like an obvious one there. But what's the reason behind that? <laughs>
4: Yeah, that's the the fundamental exactly staring me in the mirror every day. Why the lobster? <laughs> Basically, yeah, it's sort of it, it was it's weird because it's like it 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 happened. Um, I'm like a slow cooked lobster. It wasn't like I um, one day woke up that I'm going to become a lobster today. It was more you know like uh, I would say slowly I, I started um, slowly turning red. Um, it's maybe because i uh you know i've got very very pale skin and i i go extremely red in the sun so i think maybe that was an early um you know let's say uh clue of, of my future um avatar but i think it, it's sort of i guess it, it it's it stemmed from my interest in symbols and and <clears throat> the power of a symbol just to, as a communicating like language tool and so i was always drawn to like you know fried eggs egg symbols cactuses lobsters um things that that were you could represent in a simple form shape with with iconic colors and that you know people would immediately recognize almost like aztec you know language it was like i like this sort of the power of really reduced symbols and i like the for me the lobster was always like the symbol of surrealism so i guess and i was always like quite inspired by surrealism as a movement as an art historical movement like Artists like Dali and the poet, the French poet Gerard Naval, who had a lobster on a lead um, and would walk around Paris with this lobster on a lead. So the lobster had this amazing, like, you know, my, my theory was that lobsters had this telepathic power to crazy artists and somehow com- connected to them and inspired them, like a, like a sort of as a muse. And um, and then also in Dutch still like painting, lobsters were also very, like, iconic as a symbol of life and death. So it has this, like, double edged, this, this mortality. Connection of a red lobster is also a de- you know is de- is dead, so I like that sort of the skull-like quality of the lobster. Um, Got, yeah. So, so I was, guess, attracted to it for all these reasons, and then I was just drawn to using the symbol a lot, and then people started calling me Lobster Man, and then then that's sort of <laughs> the moment when I looked in the mirror and was like, "Fuck, I've become Lobster Man."
2: Maybe I am a lobster. Do you eat lobsters? Stuff.
4: Yeah, I did. Never tasted a lobster yet. Someone was trying to force-feed me a lobster the other day. Um, nice. At some okay. stage, I'm going to be properly tied down and, and force fed. Yeah. But, um, yes. I haven't, um, <laughs> lo- everyone who's telling me lobsters are actually cannibals <laughs> in real life as well. So there
1: no, you go. Okay. Um, ben, I can see your hand raised, and I knew we wouldn't be able to shut you up for more than ten minutes. So um, shoot.
0: Am I, lo- am I allowed to speak?
1: You are allowed to speak, sir. I'm actually going to ask Axel
0: just to give a very quick overview of like his. Uh, meeting of because it's always one of my favorite stories but how he met philip and then how like the Lobstars was was taken on from because philip obviously had this um incredible work and then had a number of one-of-one projects that um you know were incredibly popular on super rare and things like that and then decentraland lobsteropolis which is an amazing place and if you ever want a tour of lobsteropolis i'm happy to be your lobsteropolis guide Please, anyone, let me know. And then, um, but then Axel and Philip met, I believe, last year. And I don't want to tell the story, Axel. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm asking you to tell it. But yeah, like, just give us like a heads up then of how like the Lobstars was born was born in terms of your involvement, also.
5: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I had I had seen an exhibition of Philip's uh, uh, beginning of last year, I believe, at at Sachi Galleries in London. And, like, uh, straight away, kind of, like, it, it. I, I remembered it uh, vividly because of all the historical and pop culture references that was in the art. And then I uh, met him at a cocktail party uh, in London, and I straight away recognized him through what he was wearing. So I just uh, went up to him, and I was like, oh, are, are you Philip Colbert? And uh, we just, like, talk, started talking about art in general and just this whole new um world that was being created around nfts and web3 and yeah and then just i like, came to visit the studio and we talked some more and uh the the idea of the lobsters was already in motion um and uh he was uh, looking for someone that would specifically work on this entire like digital development of uh of the studio and so yeah that's that's kind of what happened cool.
0: Awesome. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet again.
1: Tom, over to you, sir. Sorry.
5: i <laughs> uh, no! Again, I'll open it up to
1: the panel. I don't know if there's any um, any other questions, Miss Yellow. Are you are you around there, mate? have you got any? I am.
3: You want to ask? I am. I'm. Uh, yeah. So full disclosure here, I am a holder. Um, so loved the project. So I'd love to ask, um, what's next in the in the storyline? Then, what can we what can we expect next from Lobstars?
4: Amazing, Mr. Yellow. It's good to hear you again. Um, it's been a while. I mean, as I was saying, I haven't been on spaces for too long, but it's great to be back. Oh, mate, uh,
3: you're not on the train either. That's, no, that's no, I, exactly. Spaces. No,
4: the guys were like, you know, Philip, you better <laughs> not be on the train this time because i am been on the train, you know, but it's we're always travelling, you know, that is the, the, the essence of being a human Either traveling through history, traveling through the, the physical world, of the brain, or whatever. so. We, I, but yeah, I've always been a state of traveling, um, yeah. and then having that weird train announcement thing. Yeah, i was going to say,
0: but, but but ideally not in the middle of uh, Waterloo Station. That's really what we want to fill it. No, I'm actually I'm pretty
4: much um, now lying horizontal. Uh, you know, and, and I've got so like a, a a sort of couch thing in the in the studio, which actually was was from one of my wife's uh, my wife's horror movies, She will which was set like in a remote Scottish cabin and it's like a prop was a key prop from the movie. And it's now in my studio as a sort of reclining, you know, um, chair. So I'm very comfortable on that. I'm enjoying the the no tunnel, thing, but yeah. um, What was I? Yeah. So it's great to be back on, on the Twitter spaces, but I guess in terms of, yeah, what's coming, I think there's a lot actually I can really talk about on that. Um, and and there's some stuff which I was, thought would be quite fun to even share, like which haven't hasn't been announced yet, and will probably be for more formal announcement coming soon because it's still being this uh, you know you know formulated and everything. But I, I thought why not screw it? Let's um, talk about it a bit today as well. But um, I guess the, the first thing you know we've been working super hard. Um, I mean, f- f- for me and the team, like I guess we've been all in on this project. I think I constantly use that expression "all in" before, but for me, that's the essence of art you've got to go pedal to the metal and you've got to push it as much as you can because otherwise it doesn't mean anything so um you know artistically speaking so i guess like in this space i wanted to just give it as much as i can like and the team also in the same way so after launching and minting the Lob we we just continued to build and and you know the, the one one of the aspects of that which is coming and um, has already launched, but a lot of elements will be will be coming soon. Is the Lobster Planet Federation, which is really the the reason why I guess it was titled the Lobster Planet Federation, was just you know the the the, the community of the Lob as a, as an art movement. You know, is very much hinged also on this in this idea of the the community dynamic of of the collective and 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 the essential element of this community being also the interactive space that we we house like and obviously at the moment we're very lucky we've got our own established metaverse which is pretty pretty well developed and constantly develop, being developed as I mentioned like now we've got a wearable store that launched the other day um, and basically like part of the big vision. Uh, you know, from for, for myself and the team, is this idea of really being a pioneer of of, of, of a metaverse uh, that that also grows into being something that that, that um, interacts with reality, like a sort of hybrid metaverse concept. So, so the Lobster Planet Federation is very much like we're going on a journey to, to together, and we want to like break the boundaries of technology and art. So, the idea of like the the, the space travel concept seemed like a good analogy in the fact that we're going on this journey and we're we're wanting everyone to come with us and we're going to be building crazy rockets and we're going to create be creating a narrative and gameplay element of this journey you know because this is also the storytelling part of it so hence the lobster planet federation and and um you know and, and also a great way of like you know rewarding our, our our amazing community who really believe in the project and hence having a, a value point system and 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 then a whole new wave of art creation so that's something we've been very passionately working on and, and some steps have already been taken in the launching of that and we've got more coming um which is really exciting and then the the, the other new aspect um which, I mean, in addition to that, obviously, artistically speaking in the studio, I'm constantly working, developing further elements of the lobster robotics, and also with science, scientists and things, we're working with quite a few specified lobster scientists doing some really crazy stuff, which, again, a lot of that's going to be releasing soon. But then on, this, on a, say, like a bigger, more ambitious level, and this is something we haven't actually gone public with this yet, but it's, thought, screw it, might as well share it, but um, I've actually been looking uh, at... Um, at, at really interesting real estate op- opportunities where it, we can really ambitiously put the flag out and create the the, the boldest um, real-world metaverse play, um, you know, where, you know, as I s- said before, my vision for the, me- the Lobsteropolis metaverse was always to push the boundaries. And, and for me, sitting comfortably in the digital space isn't quite good enough. So I, I've really felt the... the the future of the lobsteropolis metaverse needs to be an ambitious hybrid between a real world space and and a metaverse with the use of robotics interplayed with it and so, so with that in mind yeah we've been um viewing some insane ideas opportunities in in the real world that if if that was what one in particular were to, to materialise and this was something that will be definitely more information will become so sorry, that would definitely stand out as a pretty insanely ambitious and crazily bonkers idea um, yeah I, I, I can't go too much into that but I, but one of the, the, the components of this is is also uh, w- w- is something that we're again very much working on with lawyers because we're in a space which is new and evolving and so is infinitely complex legally speaking but we're looking into the relevant structures which again to to tie into this idea which it could form a a, like a lobster lobsteropolis dow um which yeah which is all part of this 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 idea so um i guess that's that's been something i've been working on quite a lot and just in terms of physically going to places and stuff and um and, yeah, I think if, if, if this comes through or we'll be announcing more soon, but I think it will definitely, again, represent the ambition of, and the bonkersness of the project. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if we we'll <laughs> talking about something so abstract here am not mentioning it, but I don't know if that helps or gives a bit of a feeling of what I've been up to in the team.
3: Oh, that makes me super bullish, mate. And uh, let me just throw you some flowers. I think you're... Passive staking models, the best staking I've seen on ETH-NFTs. So I think it's brilliant. It didn't cost me gas. Um, it's passive. Um, it's not leaving my wallet, but its I'm still meeting the criteria that you want me to meet. So yeah, th- that, that was quite innovative. And if any project wants to do staking well, we should go and talk to the guys at Lobstars.
4: Thanks, Mr. Yellow. Yeah, the team have, have been great. And I think I'm really pleased with the structuring of the LPF because I think, yeah, it's, um, and especially with the LPF store that's coming soon, I think it, it really represents a, a very considered structure, I think, which does give value to the community in a very real way. And, and I think gives us a great um, platform to build from.
1: Philip thank you so much for sharing that we, what we used to call um we used to call that alpha but i don't know what we call that these days i think it's um uh, th- what you just told us <laughs> which was news has got a different definition these days but um that i mean i'm not surprised to hear that you have some crazy uh, crazy plans because yeah if any if anyone is familiar with philip as an artist and just what he's done previously his installations are usually um uh, eccentric to say the least and uh, bold and massive so if anything anything uh, from his passes to go by. This is going to be uh, insane and amazing to watch. So thank you for sharing that with us.
4: Amazing. Thanks so much, Tom. And also we've got, um, which is quite exciting, some big shows coming up, which also like obviously anyone listening, that's in Rome um, in uh, the beginning of October. We're going to have an epic show opening, which I'm super excited about. It's like 20 large scale public sculptures around the um, Via Veneto, which is like the city center of Rome. Um, I think what the largest of those sculptures being I think around eight meter, a giant steel lobster Jeez. Um, at the entrance, the Roman um, entrance of uh, uh, the ancient Roman wall entrance of Rome, which is pretty insane. Wow. And then, and then there's also like a, a giant solo showing in a museum in, in Rome opening at the same time. So that's going to be pretty crazy. There's going to be an amazing party in Rome for that. And I think that's going to be 6th of October. And then um, I think after that in November, I've also got like a, really big uh, solo show in in Japan, in a museum in Japan. So again, we'll we'll be sharing all the specific invites of those to the Lobstars community and stuff. But that's going to be an exciting, um, you know, sort of, and also I think we'll we'll definitely be having like Lobstars, um, you know, sort of uh, the Lobstar project being heavily represented, especially in the Japanese museum show. I think we've got a a room dedicated to the Lobstars project.
1: Incredible. I've, I've got a question for Axel now. If you could go back, what learnings did you have, which you may or may... And this is perhaps looking forward to people that, who would be dropping their own project, um, especially from the type of project that you guys have launched. Um, what did you learn?
5: A lot. <laughs> I mean, uh, a lot. Uh, I think the main thing uh, on my side and I think the whole team uh, learned is that we had to adapt day by day and be very open to changing our strategy, strategy constantly. Um, I think it was very interesting because, as as you all know, the market changes really, really fast, and so we couldn't like even be inspired by uh, mints of other projects that had dropped before us, um, or that were planning to drop because we knew that it wouldn't work for us, you know. And also, like just based on on our community and um, and our yeah vision, we had to completely kind of invent a new strategy. That uh, ended up by working, so that was awesome. And uh, I mean, yeah, I think it was mainly like listening to the community, and um, and trusting them. You know, we built we built the community for five months, and um, thanks to them, we managed to really have a successful sellout. And then, in terms of like after the mint, I mean, I I kind of knew that uh, the mint, in a way, was the easy part, and then um, what what happened after was. Was like just uh, what is still happening is just keeping, um, keeping our heads um, up and continuing to build amazing like tech products and also amazing art, um, and um, and yeah, I mean I learned a lot on my side. I think uh, Philip also uh, learned a lot, and like the whole team, we've just been learning, and we still are, um, and in all the projects that we're doing, for example, like. A lot, a lot of legal uh, learning also. That's something that I don't hear much of NFT projects talk about. But the, the legality implications of an NFT project wherever you are in the world is quite complicated since it's so unregulated. And um, so we have spent a lot of time on that these past few months.
1: Could you, uh, Axel, could you elaborate a little bit more on that? So when you speak about the legal aspects, is there, is there anything that stands out that you can't, you're allowed to speak about that was kind of particularly frictionful or painful? Uh,
5: I mean, yeah, I, I feel like, like everything you, you try to do, you just need to be extra careful. Uh, I think it's more about precaution uh, since it's so not regulated and, and basically, there's just like, especially in the UK, there's very, very little laws uh, that, that surround that. And I mean, we don't want to bring any liability to the company. So we do take extra care and uh, talking to a lot of lawyers and uh, uh, for a lot of things, just for example, for the store, you know, what, how, how we deal with the store, how we deal with the credits. Um, yeah, just a, a couple of things like this. And for example, like the DAO structure that Philip was talking about, that's also a lot of legal talks. Around that to make sure that um, we're just super, uh, yeah, legal and in in the law that doesn't really exist right now. But at least we protect ourselves for anything that will come up in the in the coming years, which probably and definitely will. For sure. I mean, we saw. Um, I think it was Brian Brian
1: Armstrong posted today today, the CEO of Coinbase, uh, talking about how the the general space has kind of moved forward and progressed over the last year when it comes to regulation. Um, but we're still Many, um, many years away from, uh, obviously, that becoming kind of like fully, fully squared off, especially internationally. Mr. Yellow, you got a question, mate?
3: Yeah, I've got a quick one for Philip, um, actually. So it's fair to say outside the NFT community, there's a pretty negative um, perception of NFTs. And, it's you know, I've heard it about the traditional art buying market as well. Um, Have you experienced any of that as a result of you becoming um more entwined with nfts and nfts being part of your vision
4: you know funnily enough i I think it's a great question mr yellow i I think i think initially there was you know the art world you know had this like snooty idea oh what's nfts this is not art blah 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 or some sort of silly thing like that i think after a while like a lot of artists got involved in nfts like and in a way, it, it was sort of a debate, you know. Some people, you know, believers or non-believers, let's say, to begin with. But I th- and then maybe there was a snootiness at the beginning. But I think a lot of a lot of really interesting artists did get involved in NFTs and and, and really, let's say, um, believed and were excited by the the creative possibilities and the, and, the, and the medium, the, the art medium that they represented. Because I guess like art is always at different mediums, whether it's you know paintings sculptures um, you know like sort of performance of. so in a way nfts just became a the first proper tradable digital art like um and 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 it was so it was obvious that it it, it should be a slice of the art pie and i think even most like now serious art dealers will will respect i think the the nft market being a slice of the art pie even if they're not particularly Deep in it themselves, or even that familiar with. It. I think initially there was maybe like a slight ignorance or a scoffing at it, but I think I think truthfully, I think a, a lot of even if they don't deal it or or even buy it, but I think there's, there's a respect to the fact it is now a market and a, and a and a um. I mean, obviously, it's it's you know it's had its roller coaster periods of being certainly up and down, and and I think but i think no question you know it's it's a medium and and there's a lot of people doing really interesting things in it so i think i think it's it would be n- foolish and naive of 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 art industry people to basically be too negative about nfts now because i think there's enough culture and enough things have happened and enough people have engaged that it's it's clearly something you know so it's clearly a, a part of what art is so i think i guess long-winded answer like i i definitely i think that you know people from the fine art like world that I work with, even if they're not involved in our NFTs or passionate about it themselves, they do respect it as a new part of art. And I think, and I, I find actually a lot of the, the people I deal with, with my, my traditional art world stuff are, are really excited by what they've seen. And even if it's not what they are comfortable in and stuff, I, so I haven't had any, you know, you know, I just, sometimes you, you might meet someone that's quite naive, naive about it, but I think, I think, um, yeah long long story short i think that you know you can't really dispute with the creativity that's gone into it on, on that note not,
3: sorry, sorry. Uh, have you not even had anyone doing the the, the base you're destroying the planet
4: uh like he well, not really to be honest i mean to be honest anyone that's really involved in the real art world knows the carbon footprint of the art world i mean it's insane the amount of shipping crates going between all these fairs there's so many art fairs now so basically the art world has sort of adopted what was a fashion week type model of like global fashion weeks every week and this this global mega industry because the art world wasn't really like that before it was a much smaller niche thing you know for and then it's became sort of a much more steroided global brand machine and and because of that the footprint of the art world is crazy and you know the the finance involved in the art world is insane i mean you look at the the contemporary sale of of you know the art in new york or london and you know the prices are crazy i mean we're talking hundreds of millions and all over the place you know all the time it's not like it's it's a very excessive industry so i don't think the art world is any position traditional like art world is any position to lecture or take a high ground. So I, I think that that that's a naive, again, thing that maybe some people might have said, but is very ill informed, because truthfully, I think we know that the the future of Web3 should be much more efficient, um, co- you know, environmental cost wise, than than the traditional art model of shipping works back and forth around the world in huge in huge trucks or on um, planes all the time. So I think, I think, I think the environment, I mean, obviously, yes, they, like the whole, our culture society has, has to answer the environmental question and try and do the best to, you know, restructure and, and to contribute to that. But I think the NFTs, it, it's naive or it's wrong to say that it's, that it's, it itself is a, it, it, it can be just like the, you know, when, when people create wind farms, there's always a debate. Well, or you know, or work solar energy or whatever. There's a debate. Well, you know, you have to go to create this new tech. And so you're, you know, so there's an initial you know, environmental impact. But if the system is more efficient longer term, then it's better for for society. So I think I, I would say that you know NFTs fall into that category because seems to me much more efficient. I also find the whole idea of ownership very interesting with NFTs because for me they they, on a historical point of view, are a very interesting point in, in conceptually because. In in a time of mass consumption, and we've been in hyper consumption for quite a long time as a society, hyper consuming. And 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 I find that the, the idea of ownership of abstract ownership away from the physicality of something is a very interesting conceptual turning point potentially, where we may see that the I mean we've already seen trends of like people like Elon Musk saying he doesn't want to own houses anymore and doesn't want doesn't want to be owned by physical physical objects owning him. Because of the the very the, the requirement almost to to look after physical objects and cart them around and da da da, and I think this very interesting idea of 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 a value shift going into the and that, that's what I find so interesting is this you know the, the this sort of value shift going into idea I mean this happened in art before with as I was mentioning conceptual art like or even Marcel Duchamp you know signing a, a fountain ready made. But the value is entirely in the idea, rather than the physical thing, because you know it's something people urinate in, and it's a found object. It's a, it's a skip value. So it's all about the idea. So the NFTs are just a logical development of that, where people you're buying, you're 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 endorsing an idea, supporting an idea, just like artists have always you know had support. You know, it, it, um, people that, that bought their ideas and supported them, like you know philosophically speaking, and the movement of what their art represented. And I think. NFTs is a very efficient re- um, reflection of that, and and, and I, I think there's no question in my mind it, it 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 potentially leads to a very interesting new new dimension of of, of how society could develop in in a in a, in a in a more sustainable way.
1: Amazing! And next, so we've got Bobby um, arrived. Bobby, are you there, mate? Is he capable of speaking? You're right, mate. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Hey <laughs> Dave yeah, mate. Good to, to have you. Like I've um I've got, uh, I've got my husband, yeah. I've got
2: finish. You sound you sound like Aidan Gillen playing Aberama Gold. Yeah, well or, both uh... both
4: that's a, a very um <laughs> Yeah, that's very um, astute of you, Bobby, um, because my parents are both Irish. But I'm, I'm very confused, effectively. That's why I live in the metaverse, because my parents are Irish, but I grew up in Scotland. So, like, people in Scotland thought I was Irish, but then people in Ireland thought I was Scottish. So I was, like, stuck in the middle of the North Sea. Hmm. And I'm to... like
3: uh, Peter Baelish, Abraham Gold, Aidan
2: Gillen. Like, it's like... An accumulation of all three of well, the two characters and the actor like it's a great, it's it's in, like I was just tuned in and I'm hearing
1: uh, you talk, it was great, great to listen. We saw to a great it. voice, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we covered so this at the beginning, yeah, how good, how good his voice is. But my about- voice,
4: you see, when, when I meet like people that are really like, um, like let's say super partial, well spoken, they will always go like, Hey man, your voice has got like that's you've got a bit of Irish in there, and then you've got a bit of Scottish, so they're always like picking it apart. So I always feel like slightly like I'm getting just dissected. I can hear um, the green. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, green, one,
1: green. one final question for me and then we'll open it up for a couple of questions. Uh, so we, we're obviously about to, to enter an, in, a very interesting time when it comes to contemporary art and NFTs. We've got The Currency by Damien Hurst about to um, throw up some more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere, literally. Um, how, how do you, uh, just general thoughts on kind of uh, any other contemporary artists that you've thought have done particularly interesting things or you look to uh for inspiration or um indeed on that project itself have you got any thoughts on that
4: yeah sorry so i i, I did read that there that was going to go up in flames and i think um yeah i think it's it, I, I like the way um hearst's doing a sort of real world uh, activations along with the, the the digital and i think that's a really great way of like you know just pushing the the dynamics between the two elements um i think um what would i say like uh yeah a friend of mine called ed fornelius launched an nft project for Niliar, which i really liked and i bought some of those and then um yeah i guess I've, i have been collecting nfts over, over the last couple, you know year or so so i have um yeah I've, I've definitely been collecting a few here and there um i i was definitely yeah i, I also bought a couple of murakami's nfts of flowers i actually had one stolen which is crazy i was a victim of um my, my amazing studio assistant accidentally clicked the link and um and so we were a victim of uh, thara, uh flower theft um
1: uh, your your is your, your ex studio assistant no
4: no she's so amazing that um she could have a lot of flowers stolen. to be honest i couldn't
1: say anything um, <laughs> amazing well i'm gonna open up to anyone else in the panel if you might have any more questions ben are you, are you back in the room mate I'm here. I'm just just
0: taking it steady and not moving. I'm I'm like a statue. I don't want my phone to freeze again. Um, no, I, I, I I'm gutted that that happened because uh, we've lost a few people in the room, which is a pain. But <clears throat> I think um, I think uh, the, what I've loved about working with the Lobstars is the sense that Philip is kind of on this journey through his art, and and he's. He's been building and, and preparing the world for for what he's now able to roll out, and the fact that he's chosen to do so with a community art project, I think, is is fascinating, and and I think it's really really exciting for so many people who traditionally might not have been able to kind of have access to to his work, and so I um, you know Farouk the uh, Farouk from from Rug Radio yesterday was was actually saying in Twitter. Um, you know who do you guys want to see us bring up on stage who do you want which guests do you want us to do for their good morning nfts show which is now finished today and i kind of feel like actually um, artists real world contemporary artists people who have always kind of pushed boundaries um, and are able to tell stories to kind of begin creating brands that are a bit different to the other things that are going on in the NFT space is really, really exciting. It's it's a really exciting part of what NFTs and NFT communities can become. So for me, I'm just so stoked that Philip has chosen to do it with you know, right now in this capacity. And um, uh, I I think I'm just I'm I'm really eager to to see more uh, contemporary artists do a similar thing um but but no i you know i don't need to ask any more questions because i i speak with the guys all the time i'll I'll definitely let you guys open it up to
1: the floor perfect well um yeah we inviting inviting some people
3: up to ask questions
1: is that a a Uh, yeah i think so
3: yeah yeah Yeah, if anyone
1: wants to uh, to come up and ask a question
3: i i was just gonna say um uh probably a shameless plug for this project but i would look up philip and his art and have a look at the Lobstars project because maybe never is there a better chance to get in with a real legitimate artist um, doing some amazing stuff in Web3.
2: For sure. Yeah,
3: I I echo that. I mean, again, I'm not a holder, but I actually bought
2: my first physical art piece the other day after losing all my – fake money to nfts so i started collecting art in, in the real world now and uh, it's kind of opened my eyes up to um you know how useful blockchain technology is and having these different discord communities where we can actually be in contact with someone like yourself philip and actually get to know why you're doing the art and what your story is and that's something that does definitely lack in the in the web2 uh real world so yeah, insane work. I'm been, I've been going through your traits and the uh, different PFPs that are in these spaces and I really like the look of the art. I think it's super cool and um, yeah, you're on the right path, mate. Um, I so, guess one
4: other thing, that, yeah. uh, Ben, which is quite cool. Um, I think yeah. like sometime, which is really exciting because it's like a, a first, first, well, another sort of, it's not the first, I guess we've already had a few Lobsters collaborations, but we, we've got um, a collaboration with the global um, mint or sweet brand Mentos. I don't know if you guys know the mentos suites it's um it's basically yeah. so we're doing uh lobstars x mentos a fashion collaboration like a full uh, fashion line with lobstars branding and characters and everything um which is going to be previewed at um in at brand licensing europe in uh, london in september and with the idea of it potentially having a, a, a you know a, a big global launch with one of these massive retailers i can't say names yet but it's like a we'll be previewing it as and it's a really cool like um collaboration we've got like cartoon lobsters modeling the clothes and we've got all sorts of accessories and stuff and it it really shows i think the the brand building side of the lobsters and how we, we're we really um you know pushing that and so and and again there's, there'll be lots of really cool things for community members announced for that um i think initially it's it. i think there's there's a little video we we posted didn't we Ben, online about that but i think there'll be a lot more info coming on it
0: yeah yeah there's a awesome. lot of information coming on that and uh, i can see the community in the love stars discord suddenly getting excited about it which is brilliant so um yes uh, but thank you so much for coming up and joining us philip axel also is axel still there because i know axel has yep hey hey axel Thank you for coming up and joining us. Um, if there are mm-hmm. no uh, other questions from within the crowd, guys, then... I have, um
2: uh, something to say, though. i got my uh, application for speaking at NFT London accepted. So,
0: oh. I left- May, so I'll
2: awesome. be speaking in London in November. I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably be sharing the stage with... Uh, I'm trying to get um, uh, the two people I hosted a panel in Croatia with uh, from the Kasama Kings and the Flower Girls. Ben, if you'd like to bring the Flower Girls in at some point, I'll, I'll happily. We can talk yeah. about that. BTS. It's
0: an, another lovely project. Really, really good. I'd re, I'd really like that. That'd be
2: super. It's an amazing team as well. The nicest of people. Met the yeah. dev Met the community manager in Croatia. They were sound, and then we met again in New York. Very good people.
0: Ah, great! Well, congratulations, Bobby. That's awesome news. Um, and thank you so much, Philip always great to speak with you sir uh thank you axel for coming up and joining us and uh for my team and everyone else thank you so much
5: thank you for
4: having us ben yeah thanks so much ben and everyone for being here thank you guys
0: it's been a pleasure cheers guys have Have a good evening thanks guys
2: Ciao. ciao ciao